Well, hello, I'm Harley, and this is Deadly Damsels, Women Who Kill, where I tell you a crazy story about a woman who decided to kill. Today, we are going to talk about Martha Place, aka Maddie Place. Maddie let her jealousy and rage get the best of her, and this would land her in the electric chair. Maddie was born on September 18, 1849, in Reddington Township, New Jersey, to Isaac and Ellen Gerritsen. So not much is said about her childhood except the fact that she was displaying really odd behaviors at an early age and had very violent tendencies. So she would be like getting into fights with boys and girls in her class, and it's even said that she had almost killed a playmate. So this continued on into her college years, and now by this time she's like getting very aggressive to the point where she's arguing with her colleagues and her teachers, and she had gotten so angry with one of her teachers one time that she had thrown an ink pot at the teacher's head. So an ink pot is like a little glass jar that holds ink, and so I'm sure that didn't feel very good. So then at the age of 23, Maddie gets into an accident and hits her head on a carriage, so think like horse and buggy type thing I'm guessing and this is when her family would say that she became mentally unstable but if we're uh, listening to the story I feel like she's been mentally unstable for all of her life and she probably could have benefited from some sort of therapy if that was an option in the 1800s but that's just my opinion So several years later after this accident she meets and marries a man named Wesley Savicool She and Wesley would go on to have a child together. His name was Ross, but by the time Ross was three years old, Maddie and Wesley divorced. Wesley basically just left them and left Maddie to take care of Ross by herself. So being a single mother was really taking a toll on Maddie, and she's just like, she can't do it. She's like, I can't do this, and I completely understand that. So Maddie goes off in search of a family that would take care of Ross for her. And she finds this family that had just previously lost their own son. So she's like, oh, this is perfect. So she gives this family um, her son, and they would rename him William, and that would be the last time that she sees her son. So by 1893, at the age of 44, Maddie finds herself in New York looking for work. So she comes across this ad. This man is looking for a maid. His name is William. He is a 41-year-old single father to a 10-year-old daughter named Ida. Maddie applies and gets the job. It's said that Maddie and William had grown pretty close and they would go on to get married later that same year. William's family was very open about not, like, not liking Maddie. They're like, we do not like her. You know, why are you with her type thing? They would say that William was very intelligent, but Maddie wasn't. It was like, they were complete opposites. William was attractive and Maddie wasn't. They're like, it's not a good fit. You're not compatible, basically. And it's said that William really only wanted to be with Maddie so that Ida could see what it was like to have two parents in the home. You know, she had a mother and a father. Um, Her mother was still alive, but... She didn't have much to do with her. But it wasn't long before William and Maddie would begin arguing about Ida in particular. Anytime William would like show Ida affection or spend time with Ida separately from Maddie, she would get very annoyed and very jealous about this. Within a year or two into this relationship, she's already like showing these, um, you know, 
bad intentions and showing that she has a very ill temper and she can snap pretty quickly. So within this time period, they hire a housekeeper named Hilda because remember, now Maddie is his wife. So, you know, I guess he's like, well, I'm not going to have you do the housekeeping now. Like, you know, whatever. Hilda would come and, you know, do the cleaning and stuff. And she said that she would see these arguments between Maddie and Ida quite often. If Ida did anything small, like let's just say she left a towel on the floor, Maddie would go crazy. And then when William would get home from work, Maddie would be like, Ida was so horrible today. Like you have no idea. She's just the worst child. Like there's, we've got to do something about her. Well, William doesn't really like give into this because I think he already knows that Maddie just kind of wants Ida to not be around, I guess. So all of this, you know, all these fights, this tension, the abuse against um, Ida from Maddie, all of it goes on for years. So by the time Ida is 18 years old, she's already engaged to be married and set to go and start college soon. She knows she doesn't have much time left in this house and she's excited. She's preparing to leave. That is until the early morning hours of February 7th, 1889. This is when William confronts Maddie about something Ida had told him. Ida had confided in her father the night before, telling him everything that's ever happened behind his back. All the abuse Maddie has, you know, done. And so William wants to confront Maddie with this information. And Maddie goes on defense right away. She's like, I never did that. I don't know why she's saying that. You know, she's freaking out. She's like, she's trying to drive a wedge between us or something. So William's like, look, we'll talk about this later. I have to go to work. I just want you to know, like, I know everything now, basically. And so Maddie automatically knows, like, shit, he's going to be divorcing me soon. I'm going to have nothing soon. You know, like, so I think she's just started to freak out. She grabs a pen and a piece of paper. She sits down at the kitchen table and she starts writing a very lengthy list of, like, errands. So Hilda, remember the housekeeper, so Hilda would have a lot of things to do today because there's, I don't know, she just doesn't want her in the house for some reason. After writing this lengthy list, she goes up to Ida's room. And now she wants to confront Ida and ask her why she told her father all of this stuff. And Ida's just basically like, look, I'm an adult now. And I just wanted to let him know, like, what you've done all these years. And, you know, and Maddie's just, like, getting pissed off because... I guess in her mind, she's like, I've been the perfect stepmom. I love you and I've taken care of you and all of this. While they're arguing, Hilda had arrived at the home and she's, you know, ready to get to work. And she doesn't usually like to interfere when there's arguments going on, but she felt like this one was different from the other ones. Like there was a lot more anger involved here. So Hilda yells up to Maddie and asks if everything is okay. And Maddie's like, yep, you know, whatever. And she starts to come down the stairs. And she hands Hilda this list. And she's like, I need you to do everything on this list today. Please do not come back until everything is completed. I need all these errands done today. So Hilda's like, okay, because this is really odd. Usually she's mostly in the house doing cleaning and all of that. So even though she didn't feel like right about it, Hilda takes the list and she leaves. Once Hilda is out the door, Maddie goes right back up to Ida's room and begins confronting her even more. So when Ida is not saying the things Maddie wants her to say, Maddie becomes so irate that she goes into her room, 
the room that she and William share. And William was an amateur photographer, so this next part is kind of going to explain why he had acid in his room. Um, she had gotten a little cup and poured some acid in it, and this was the acid that William would use to develop his photos. So she goes back into Ida's room with this cup in her hand, and she says nothing. She splashes the acid into Ida's face. And of course, Ida's screaming in pain right now. And this is making Maddie even more pissed off. Like, why are you screaming? Um, you know, I, I feel like if I got acid splashed in my face, I'd scream just a little bit too. Anyway, so Maddie gets so mad, she grabs a pillow from Ida's bed and begins to place it over Ida's face. She holds it there until Ida is quiet and still before removing it. So as Ida's laying on the bed, completely unconscious, I'm almost positive completely dead at this point, Maddie goes down the steps. She goes downstairs and retrieves an axe. She walks back up the steps, back into Ida's room, and begins to hit Ida in the head with this axe. Maddie then goes downstairs where Hilda is back. She is standing in the doorway, and Hilda has been part of this family now. Basically, you know, part of this family. She's at this house every day. She's been here for almost eight years. And she had this feeling today, on this day in particular, that something bad was going to happen. But Maddie looked her in her face and told her, you leave and go do those errands right now or I will kill you too. So Maddie is confessing. Without Hilda even seeing Ida's body or seeing anything that's happened, Maddie is telling her this. So Hilda obeys because, you know, she doesn't want to die and I don't blame her. So Hilda obeys and she leaves to go finish the errands. So later on that evening, William returns home. Maddie is sitting at the kitchen table, a bloody axe placed in front of her. Before William could get even one word out, Maddie stands up and begins hitting him in the head with the axe as well. So William takes off. Like, he's not going to sit there and get hit with that, that axe. So he runs out the door and he goes to run to get help. A little while later, the cops show up and Maddie is found unconscious in the kitchen. She had, like, I guess taken the hose from the gas stove and unplugged it and then turned the gas on. So the room was filled, like, pretty much filled with gas and she was probably close to dying. It was said that she was in critical condition. So she is taken to the hospital for treatment and William had actually not come back because he was also taken to the hospital because he would have to undergo surgeries for his injuries. Once they found Maddie, they began to venture up the stairs and to the right is where they see Ida lying on her bed, completely unrecognizable. Um, the acid itself destroyed her face but then on top of that you know she had those axe um, injuries as well and she's completely you know she's completely covered in blood like it's a very grisly scene and they say if Ida would have survived the attack she would have been completely blind and there would have been no fixing it that's how bad the acid injured her it's just very sad so Ida's cause of death was determined to be asphyxiation from having the pillow over her face so that's when we find out that Ida was already dead before the axe came into play, which is kind of a good thing. I'm glad that she didn't have to suffer through that part of it at, at least. 
So back to her father, William. He ends up having to undergo two surgeries in total. And while he's in the hospital, the cops do not even tell him that his daughter has passed away. They're like thinking that this is going to cause him more trauma and all this. And this has been a week or two by now. And the way that he finds out that his daughter died is by a friend coming to the hospital and showing him a newspaper clipping of the article where it states that she had been murdered. So obviously he's completely distraught. And and this is, I mean, I'm sure he's devastated. And then once Maddie recovers, she's immediately taken into custody. And while she does admit to throwing the acid in Ida's face, she denies killing her. She says, quote, I know nothing of her killing, end quote. So Maddie had continued to proclaim her innocence while awaiting trial, but during the trial, her own husband, so William, and the housekeeper, Hilda, had testified against her, and there was so much evidence, but she still kept trying to deny it, but, you know. William's family did say she wasn't very intelligent, and I'm starting to think they were right. Despite Maddie's pleas to be found innocent, she is found guilty and is set to be executed in the Sing Sing Correctional Facility. So while imprisoned and awaiting her execution, Maddie began to act really erratically. (laughs) Reports from other inmates say that she could be heard weeping at night and begging to see William. She'd ask, quote, where is Willie? Why won't he come to me? End quote. And I'm just sitting here thinking like, you just killed his daughter, so... And then and then you hit him in the head with an axe. So if that's not, like, <laughs> you know, evident enough, I mean, I don't know what is. So, yeah, Willie never came to her, but her execution date did. On March 20th, 1899, 10 years after the murder, Maddie was escorted to the electric chair. And in the articles, like the newspaper articles, it was said she was so calm. It was kind of weird. She was so calm as they were walking her there. And once she was actually electrocuted, she didn't even flinch. She's better than me because I would be freaking out. That's all I know. And fun fact, this makes Maddie the very first woman to ever be killed by the electric chair. So fun fact here. And I must add, like, after all of this, her brother had come forward to say that everyone believing that she was jealous of Ida was completely wrong. She, that he said that they had had it wrong and someone else had killed Ida and that his sister should not have had to pay for it. He said that his sister loved Ida and would have never hurt her. But um, that just goes to show you don't really know anyone till you do. So, yeah. With that being said, that is the end of our story. I hope that you enjoyed it. I enjoyed researching it, like always. And I will have another episode for you next week. I'll see you later. Bye!